Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio, where each week we talk to a musician, artist, author, or other creative Mississippian working across the state. I'm your host, Melody Moody Thordis, Director of Grants at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm speaking with Director of Sip Talk Media, Jasmine Williams. So Jasmine, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, for um, for our audience members who may not be familiar with you and the work that you do, can you give us an overview of, um, you know, how you might describe yourself uh, and some of the work you do through uh, SIP Talk? Okay. Um, I would describe myself as a creative producer and a creative director and um, a culture producer. <laughs> and I know those are a lot of different names, but um, being a culture producer I like to create experiences and events surrounding culture. So being able to bring in different artists to showcase what the landscape looks like in Mississippi. What are the dancers looking like? How, how, what, what does music sound like? Um, and through Sip Talk Media, it's basically a platform that seeks to change the narrative about Mississippi through cultural education, news, and community. Um, and we do a lot of this through uplifting the black experiences um, and stories of creatives in Mississippi. Um, and we do that because we want to instill value and to, you know, let creatives know their place in American culture. Um, and so a lot of the work I do, like one of the things that I did with the Mississippi Museum of Art was Beyond the Cave. With Nick Cave, there was an exhibit there, um, Feet. And so what we did was we created an entire, an entire event um, for that exhibit to bring in audiences that normally aren't in the museum. So we want to really close the gap um, <laughs> between audiences and art institutions in Mississippi um, through, again, like cultural events, experiences, and through content on sit-top media. So it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but our end goal is to basically lay the foundation or add to the um, creative ecosystem here in Mississippi. We want creatives to know that they have a place in Mississippi and that they can thrive here and to provide their community um, and skills to keep and, and to combat the brain drain. Um, so, yeah, in a nutshell, <laughs> that's, that's me and Sip Talk. Great. Well, thank you for outlining that. Let's let's go back a little and talk about um, where you grew up. Okay. So I grew up in Columbus, Mississippi. Um, and then after, well, yeah, I grew up in Columbus, Mississippi, and then I went to college at Ole Miss. Um, and there I had, I got my degree in marketing and corporate relations. And I kind of found my love for communications and um, crafting messages there doing work with my sorority, we would all have, we would have to put on weeks and events and things like that um, and keep a cohesive brand on campus. And so that's where I kind of found that, that love for communicating. Um, yeah. And so do you want me to talk about like where 
like after college and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about, yeah, you, you talked about some of the work you did with marketing and in mm-hmm. college. Yeah, walk me through it. Just just tell me a little bit about, you know, what made you who you are today, Jasmine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, after getting my degree uh, in marketing and corporate relations, I still lived in Oxford. And I wasn't doing anything <laughs> with my degree, basically. And everything in my life kind of fell apart, right? And then I moved to Austin, Texas with my friends. So in Austin, Texas, I began, well, I was a director at an electronic music school, Dove Academy. Um, and it was just so crazy because even when I went in for an interview there, like one of my first questions <laughs> in the interview was like, um, or I told them I wanted to gain experience because I wanted to bring things like that to Mississippi. And so I, I never really left Mississippi, even when I was gone. I was always looking for skills or things that I could bring back home because I understood how rich the culture is here. Um, And a lot of things that we understand about American culture is rooted in Mississippi, but we have, you know, we're painted in such a bad light. Um, And so I began to fall in love with Mississippi even when I, like, and I wasn't even on the soil. I talk about that all the time. I didn't know to love Mississippi. Um, I didn't know that there was a legacy of creativity. I I didn't get this in, in school. I had made it through college and all of this. So I began to fall in love with Mississippi in Texas. And so um, in acquiring like all this new knowledge and things like that, I just wanted to create a community um, that I could just share the things that I was learning because I knew the people around me, my friends, I would tell them different facts and they wouldn't know. Um, so I just wanted a place to share the things that I was learning. And so Sip Talk was, was born out of that love. Uh, <laughs> and I never faced, I was in Austin, Texas for about a year and a half, two years, something like that. And so I never faced the fact that I would have to actually come back home. I was just, I, you know, I'm going to keep doing this work here. <laughs> but I ended up moving back um, because I felt like I needed to be here on the soil in the community that I cared most about. And I wanted to root myself here um, and 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 bring the, the already skills that I had accumulated in Austin because I just had to see what people were doing differently. Um, and I don't think it takes that long to, to get what you need. And so when, when did I moved, you move back? I just moved back <laughs> in November of last yeah. year. Yeah. And since then, everything has been moving so quickly, like the opportunities um, that I've been able to to have here. And it's it's just it's been mind blowing, and I just want to be able to expand on the things that I've experienced, and offer that same that same um, opportunity to create to creatives here. Um, well, I certainly um, know what you mean, and I think it happens a lot, which is sometimes you have to leave a place um, to really start to appreciate that place, um, and almost. Um, you know, learn more, you almost learn more about that place when you're gone sometimes. Um, and so I'm encouraged to hear that you were, you were drawn back. I know, I know for me, the same thing happened. I grew up in Appalachia and when I moved to Mississippi, that's when I started, you know, playing the banjo and learning about Appalachian Mm -hmm. history and, you know, stuff like that. And it was so interesting that, um, in a similar way, I didn't connect with it in the same way when I was there. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but then I, when I was away, I, I guess maybe it's just we have time to reflect, Yeah. Um, you know, about where we come from, but we need some space with which to do that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so, um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, just your passion for Mississippi, um, mm-hmm. and that SIP Talk is really an effort to expose Mississippi's culture to the world. Um, obviously, like you said, centering on the stories of uh, black experiences. Tell me a little bit about um, some of what SIP Talk does. I know um, I want you to explain Mm -hmm. both what you do, and then I want to talk a little bit more about some of the conversations that you've been able to have with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so what we do is kind of twofold, I would say. Um, So as far as the platform goes, we are educating people on notable figures who are from Mississippi. Like, I just learned myself that the founder of BET is from Mississippi. Also, the the guy who started MTV is from Mississippi. So it's things like this. We're educating people about the legacy of Mississippi so they don't have to start their journey alone, you know, and figuring out where they come from and, and the things to be proud of. Because a lot, a lot of the things that we have to be proud of is muddled. So it's through cultural education and also sharing the stories and experiences. Um, Because I realized in Austin, um, being away, (laughs) I I would always be like, so these these people aren't, like, we we aren't the same, you know. And normally I think I would look at that as a bad way, you know. Um, But I I just realized how much I had in community and how much of me came into um, like the culture and the places and the people that I have been around. So we celebrate culture and we point to what culture is here in Mississippi because we want people to see themselves in art or in in whatever information that we put out. And that, in turn, we hope, you know, that people find value in themselves and in their stories. Um, and we also equip creatives with um, different different skills or different resources um, in order to excel within their career. So we're um, doing lives about building your brand. Um, We also do State of the Creative where we talk to creators and we get to get insight into different industries in the creative realm. Um, So we're also providing like a network for people to cross-pollinate and create new things here and, and, and really talk about the innovation. Um, so aside of the social media, the platform piece, we also, we produce content. So um, we are now going to like producing short films or documentaries about the history of Mississippi. So a lot of our, a lot of our, the, the lane that we're in is mostly um, content production. Um, and as far as like the service base, end of what sitaki is in that world i mean that realm is um we connect our institutions to the creatives in mississippi so not almost like a directory um to kind of just fill the spaces so we can be able to get jobs to creatives in mississippi um so we're just trying to create a space where businesses and creatives can meet in the middle to get money um, circulated within our community. Right. It sounds like you're you're able to essentially um, convene people, 
you're able to offer resources to people and what I what I'm imagining from what you're describing is almost you're able to serve as like a hub um, mm-hmm. where you're gathering a lot of the information and then you're attempting to get that out to your followers is that yeah that kind of how you would view it yeah. um so you do a lot of your um your outwardly facing work on mm-hmm. social media um, is Instagram um, the the most active uh, source for that? Yes, Instagram is the most active, and um, next is Twitter. Uh, we get a lot of engagement on Twitter, also. So tell people where they can find you on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, both, well, on all platforms, we are Sip Talk S I P P T A L K. Great. So on Instagram and Twitter, you're S-I-P-P-T-A-L-K. Hi, I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio. Each week on the Arts Hour, representatives from the Mississippi Arts Commission speak with different Mississippians. Today, I'm speaking with social entrepreneur and director of Sip Talk Media, Jasmine Williams. So Jasmine, before the break, we talked a little bit about um, you know, growing up and how you really came to a, a, a fuller understanding of uh, Mississippi and the culture that it has and your desire to really bring that uh, to the forefront, uh, which led to creating Sip Talk. So I'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about some of the projects that you've been working on. So let's start with um, your project on Black Dance as Resistance. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, So Black Dance as Resistance is almost like a subgroup of our main campaign that we're running right now, which is Black Joy as Resistance. Um, And it's basically highlighting the well with all of these things that are going on within the community right now we think that it's important to ground ourselves in joy um, and to find the little pockets of peace or the little pockets of heaven that we can find in the midst of all this torment that seems to be going on um, and recognizing that that joy is a it's a way of resistance and it's a way of of preservation um, and so Black Dance as Resistance, we got, we talked to a collective of dancers in Mississippi, um, GM, GMZ, I mean GMV, I'm so sorry, Groove, Moves, and Vibes, which is a, a dance collective here in Mississippi. 
and they mostly practice crump. Um, but a lot of them have a lot of well, a lot of them have different genres of dance they do, but crump being their favorite. Um, and so we allowed them. We built a set outside, um, and we brought them in to dance, and they talked about their experiences and the ways that black or the way that dance is resistant for them and how it feels and it moves and how it sustains them. Um, and so we've been looking into new things to kind of highlight moving forward. But yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's so interesting. Um, tell me a little bit more about you've you've been able to have some great conversations um, mm-hmm. with people that oh, I wish I could talk to. Um, you spoke to um, Keith Lehman, mm-hmm. Um and did you speak to the the BET creator as well? No, uh, no. So I spoke to Keith Lehman. Uh, we also got a chance to talk to Rio Brandt. Uh, Aaliyah Wright, which yeah. is, she's a journalist here in Mississippi. Um, yeah, we've talked to a lot of notable creatives and people. Tell, tell me about some of those conversations or some of the things that, that you learned or that stuck out to you about some of those conversations. I'd just love to kind of be a fly on the wall. Um, and then maybe people who listen to this interview can even go back and, and, and see more about those conversations and, and hear them. Right, right. Um, so when I talked to Dr. Brian B. Foster, um, he's a professor at the University of Mississippi, and we were kind of diving into um, what Mississippi, the well, what the place that Mississippi holds um, as far as black culture um, goes, and he was just saying, like, he believes that this is, like, blackness at its concentrated, um, because everything, or we, we were brought here, and then so many people migrated out within well two different places in the u.s um so it's just so much culture that's untapped here um and people are creating and producing every single day and talking to kiese layman and getting the chance to hear him talk about his experiences in jackson mississippi and how they molded him as a writer here in mississippi and rita brent um one of the most interesting things when I talked to her, um, because she's been in so many different ind- industries here in Mississippi, and it's interesting that she started in radio. Um, and so she she talked about her experiences, like when she goes and she performs outside of Mississippi and the things that people literally walk up to her and say, like, people still believe that we don't have shoes. Uh, people mm-hmm. think that we only have, like, dirt roads and all of these things, and it's and I know that it goes back to the images that are portrayed in media. Um, there aren't really any good or, you know, inspirational things. Um, well, we have we have artists now who are showing up and using their platform and letting it be known that they are from Mississippi and being proud. Um, so we just want to be a part of, I call it this Mississippi renaissance that's about to, to happen now because people are just more and more aware of where they come from. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And then tell me about, um, I know you had a conversation um, with um, our mutual friend, Monique Davis, and I know you've done some mm-hmm. work with CAPE. Uh, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, your conversation with her and, and your work at, at the museum and with CAPE. Um, so Monique, she's actually one of the, she's one of the people who really, um, really, make sure that she reaches back and she gives resources to creatives like me. And so when we talked um, 
about the museum at State of the Creative, one of the things she talked about is the the people who aren't in the museum, right? Um, like one of the, I, when I worked at the museum, it was just crazy to me how many black people thought, well, how many black people didn't know? Because we use Sip Talk as a platform to kind of poll uh, the people who know that the Mississippi Museum of Art is in Jackson or that we even have one. Um, so we talked about that missing link and how we can really build this bridge and let the community know that there are institutions that are advocating for them, but also holding these institutions accountable um, and being inclusive or being diverse and, you know, letting people know where they are and being thorough in messaging. So talking to Monique and through CAPE, we've been able to hold discussions um, with Black Art Now, we did a discussion um, why it's important for black spaces to be in the museum and why it's important to make sure that we're reaching back. Um, and so we, we heard a lot. It's kind of the same conversation, though. Um, people just aren't aware and feel like that there isn't really a relationship with upcoming creatives, um, specifically creatives of color. And so we just want to figure out what can we do moving forward or like how do we really embed ourselves in programming and we were able to do that through Kate with Beyond the Cave and with Black Art Now. So tell me about what what is the story with the Millennial Roundtable? Yes. Okay, so the Millennial Roundtable, um, it's a collective or of creatives in Mississippi. Well not just creatives, but young millennials um, who care about the political landscape and who are using their influence to drive uh, voters and, and interest to the polls for November. Um, and so Aisha Carson, she, uh, it was, it's actually her vision and she brought together DJ Cujo, who is, he's very known on the coast. Um, George Chuck, he has, um, he has Black With No Chaser. He's also like a media maven here in Mississippi. And Matthew Campbell, who's a part of the NAACP. So it's a well-rounded uh, talk. Um, and it's basically just to garner the attention um, and kind of craft the, the the Mississippi that we all envision it to be. And I'm really excited about the Millennial Roundtable. Really excited. Yeah, that's exciting. And so that's a podcast that people can subscribe to and be a part of? Yes. Um, so you can actually be a part of the Millennial Roundtable. We have the main hosts who are there, um, but we are opening it up to different businesses or creators or brands who want to say, you know, that they are behind the same, like, messaging or millennials being within the political landscape. Um, you can actually join. And you can listen. If you just want to listen, you can um, follow us at MSM Roundtable on our platform. Oh, great. Okay, so that's the Millennial Roundtable. Um, yes. Okay, wonderful. I'm I'm uh, looking through the Instagram here. You guys have, you do so much. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing some, some highlights here from uh, the, the Can I Live bike ride, the the black mm-hmm. health is resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, what that was that that was people from out of town coming through, doing that right? Um, no, so there is actually an artist called Bumbaye, along with an entrepreneur, um, Jetty. He's a barber, 
um, and they do a bike ride, a community bike ride, and it's basically they're advocating for people to take breaks, to take risks, um, and to also be healthy, you know. And one of the things that we talked about, which I, I thought was a was an important part um, in what they're doing, um, is kind of tackling it being like bike access lanes in Jackson because they're riding downtown. Um, and downtown is, is a little better with the sidewalks and things like that, but they hope to really bring bring awareness to the the infrastructure um, for bikes here in Mississippi. And so I think that that's a good thing. Well, great. I uh, We won't get into this, but uh, I would love to get in touch with them prior to coming to MAC. I led the statewide bicycle and advoca- uh, pedestrian advocacy organization for Mississippi for seven wow. years. Um, and I would love wow. to help in any way that I can to connect them to resources to improve that infrastructure or conversations already in the works or vice versa. Uh, so yeah. you and I can talk about that when we're not on the radio, but I um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, and I was so glad to hear... Uh, that they were working towards that. And, you know, I think I say this too, to to say not just about um, bike pet issues, but to say that, you know, sometimes we all feel like we we're working in a bubble, you know, and we're, we're, we're trying to make progress on certain things. And it's always just so nice um, when you come across people who are also trying uh, to do that very thing. Uh, and maybe, you, you know, right. you just need to connect with one, one another. And I think that's a lot what SIP Talk is doing. Um, yeah. You know, it's connecting common, common people, common thoughts, common ideas, um, to to give strength and power uh, to those ideas as well. At least that's my my take on <laughs> some of the <laughs> some of the great things you're doing. Um, no, you broke so, it down perfectly. Oh, good. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, so can you give our listeners some concrete examples? of the types of resources that you guys um, offer or point people towards? Yes. Um, so we we have a small business directory, well, black business directory. Um, and we also have a directory, directory of black therapists in Mississippi. Um, because in running the social media, we saw that people were looking for things like this. So we just compiled the list of, of all of these resources and people to support in Mississippi. Um, And the next thing that we are working on is a directory of creators um, because we just want to make it easier for businesses to hire creators Um, and it, you know, fill that gap again and make it easier. So people can't make the excuse of not knowing where Mississippi writers are or where black Mississippi photographers are. We just want to fill that, that space. Um, and so, yeah, those are those are three resources. Great. Well, um, you know, I've been looking through um, your blog and your social media, and you know, I just want to say to our listeners out there, there are so many more resources um, <laughs> to th- that that you can go to, that you can hear mm-hmm. about, um, that Jasmine is helping uh, to create and put out in the world, and I would. I would definitely encourage everybody to look into SIP Talk, whether that be through Instagram, through Twitter, and connect to their blog, which has many, many resources um, and some great conversations with people. 
Hi, I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Slowly we started, you know, picking these turtles up and saving them. I'll stop traffic and grab one out of the road. And then our friends found out and our vet would call us. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We are now a full-fledged, nonprofit turtle rescue. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Radio. Each week on the Arts Hour, representatives from the Mississippi Arts Commission speak with different creative people living in Mississippi. Today, I'm speaking with Sip Talk media entrepreneur Jasmine Williams. So, Jasmine, we have talked throughout our conversation about um, your work with Sip Talk and your passion for Mississippi, um, and a little bit of where you came from. And now I'd like to talk to you about your journey as a creative yourself. Um, Tell me a little bit more about um, your work as a writer and, um, you know, just your, your overall work as a creative. Um. So I am, I am still exploring. A lot of my creativity is really just stem from exploring myself, honestly. Um, but I would say at the core, as a foundation, I am a writer. Um, and the crazy thing is I didn't know to nurture um, that skill growing up. And it's just, and it's wild to kind of start exploring that now being an adult. Um, and not to always <laughs> bring sip talk into everything, but it is a part of my passion and it's a part of my story. Um, I also wanted to create sip talk to nurture the things and people who that, that would normally be dormant, you know, because we don't put a lot of value on the art or on like self expression. But now that I'm that I'm older, I'm starting to realize like how important it is. Um, so at, at the core, I would say I'm a writer. Um, but how that translates into film um, is through creative direction um, and through producing. I really love to to bring the pieces together. Uh, me and my friends just shot a music video a few weeks ago, and that really gave me an opportunity to, to step in, into the role of a producer and making sure that the right people are on set. So my creativity is expressed in a lot of different ways. Um, and I will say, like, I got a chance to be on set for Big Creek when he shot the Mississippi video. And seeing what it took to bring together, and he was also doing short films too. So to see what needs to happen and seeing, like, a production of that size happen kind of inspired me to figure out, okay, where exactly is my deepest passion in, in storytelling? Um, because I like I like the visual aspect, I like writing it, um, and I like even bringing the pieces together. Um, but Issa Rae says that she's a multi-hyphenate. 
And I think I think that's kind of what I've adopted for myself. Like, I just express myself in whatever way I feel, <laughs> I guess, in whatever way. Well, you're you're definitely um, showcasing that love for storytelling. Um, I think by the platform um, that you helped create and the platforms that you're helping to create. Um, what kind of writing do you do you feel most drawn to? Um, I feel most drawn to, I guess, like, do you call it like memoir? See, and that's why I don't either. <laughs> I guess like <laughs> memoir style. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, um, but I, I'm very, very like internal. Um, like personal I, essays, I, memoir. Yeah. Yes, yes, those are that's that's my first love. I would I would say. Um, and I need to continue. I am like I journal every day to kind of sharpen that tool. Um, but I like to just write stories and, and I like being able to bring stories to life. Like if someone, if I listen to a song, I like being able to hear it and envision what is this story? Like, what would it look like visually and how can we bring that to life? Um, I really enjoy like make, making sets. Um, <laughs> like we, we made this crazy set, like in our hallway. I like being able to take whatever I have around me. Um, and creating something completely new, you know, like using rags or being completely like innovative. Like my, the fire comes from like being able to innovate in whatever form that looks like. Um, But yeah, that's that's (laughs) day. Well, tell me about, um, well, first of all, let's back up and let's, can can you, um, can you tell our audience a little bit more about Big Crit and his visit? Yes, uh, I was actually, I was still living in Austin. Uh, we were going to go cover an event in Mississippi. So I was happening to be coming home um, the weekend during the video shoot. And I seen someone they posted about extras. They just needed extras to be on set. Um, but my plan was to get in and somehow <laughs> work. <laughs> so I, I was scheming from the beginning. Um, and so I, I, they actually emailed me back about being in the video, but when I got there, I was like, uh, do y'all need me help or whatever? Um, and they were like, you could be a PA. And I was like, okay, bet. Um, <laughs> so from there, like, I, it was, it was, I mean, we got, I, it was sucked. Okay. It sucked that we had to do stuff like put up tents and, you know, make sure there was water, uh, with all of the, the crew. They were really nice, but the, the, the labor, um, but it was it was really cool to see like okay this is a director and they do this and these are the production assistants and this is what they're supposed to do. Um, but it was it was super super creative and and being able to see that they use people and props. You know, it, it I think it's just it all comes down to seeing it happen and knowing that you can do it too. Um, so we were all just very appreciative of being able to see. Um, the process and the behind the scene work, but yeah, it, it came down to people and props, and the the people that they used, I think, were from LA, but they were really nice though. Well, producing cool. is something that's always um, interested me in in the way that you're describing it. You know, kind of the innovation mm-hmm. side and mm-hmm. pulling everything together. I'm just curious, have you done, have you looked into uh, more, learning more about producing and what have you learned thus far? Yes. Um, so I've, I've been able to actually talk to people who are at the University of Mississippi, um, 
Because it's one thing, right? Being a creative, it's one thing to have the ideas, right? But but the pieces, <laughs> starting from from conception between like execution, it can get very blurry. Um, so I have been I've been drilling more into how to work with bigger teams. What are the things that you need to have checked off? And I've been able to talk to other producers and learn more about like the different software they use or the different um, systems that they use to kind of uh, manage their different projects. So I've that's kind of what I've been stepping into the logistics side of it because it's like the vision that's cute that's that's really nice, um, but but what are the steps to really execute and making sure that the vision comes to life. Um, I have a question just from, from my own process as a creative, and, and, and if you may not have an answer for this, but I'm curious mm-hmm. if you do, which is, what is, the, what is the project or some of the projects that are kind of ruminating in your mind that mm-hmm. you haven't gotten a chance to do yet? You know, understanding that's not fully formed, but are there things mm-hmm. that are, that you like, man, if if time allowed and if money allowed, like these are the kind of things that I would, I would do. Yes. Um, I would, I would revisit or retell Mississippi story. Um, and I know there, there are so many versions of who Mississippi is. Um, but I would like to tell that through my own lens um, because I think it would look like avant-garde. Um, I think it would look like a new Mississippi, but still an old Mississippi. So I would I would dive into the music scene and, and what was going on and what does contemporary Mississippi look like. Um, so it would be a lot of cultural work, I think, for me, and looking at, you know, again, like the dances and what are the roots, like where did those come from, who, who did those. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything that stands out to you um, for those people who are listening who may not be familiar with um, some of the projects we've discussed Mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you might offer I don't want to say advice per se but um, to help to help center the stories of black experiences Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to particularly creativity in Mississippi? Uh, I realize that's a hard question, but well, I've got you here. I, I just have to ask if, if anything comes to mind. Um, what advice? What advice? Um, I would always say remaining true to yourself and remaining true to your subjects or the people that, that you're studying or that you're wanting to highlight um, because I, I think it's so easy to make a, a spectacle out of out of black culture or black experiences. So I think you have to be very thorough in what you're trying to convey and making sure that you're remaining to that truth or that core of that. Um, because it's just so easy to want to showcase what you envision people to be or what or what you deem is I guess, film worthy or anything like that. But I, my advice would be truth to always center truth um, and, and and showing that in this, you know, in this rare scene. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, well, we talked a lot about um, dance as resistance and health as resistance. And we talked about um, 
you know, this idea about centering yourself in joy. So, Jasmine, what, what brings you joy? Honestly, writing. Writing brings me joy. Um, there isn't really an experience that I've had that, that tops that, um, literally, like, putting pen to paper. Uh, it kind of surprises me sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm always shocked um, because writing, I think I've always counted it as something that's so trivial or I don't know. <laughs> but um, at, at the basis, like, at the foundation, like, I haven't found anything that makes me feel the way I feel when I'm writing. And, and sometimes I have to slow down because I get so excited or so wrapped up in my own thoughts. Um Oh yeah, that that's my my joy is is writing, connecting, expressing, all of this. And you said your process for writing is 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 kind of the daily journaling right mm-hmm. now. And yes. then what do you what do you hope to do writing wise? And not necessarily publishing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that might be your hope, but but just just creatively, like what what are you working toward? In your writing, I'm working towards being able to put out like my personal theories uh-huh. um, and my personal experiences, really, um, because I, I, I'm doing like I do so much, um, and sometimes I get wrapped up in like, should I put this out or should I not? Um, but I am working towards like being able to, to publish my own theories and philosophies, um, and also. Film. I think like film is my final form. Mm-hmm. So film, the goal would be like to 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 learn more about the process of, of filmmaking. Yes. Uh huh. And then tying, I guess, that with the with the producing and the storytelling. I mean, it sounds like you're you're right. It sounds like film is really the culmination of a lot of your passions. Yeah. Yeah. And and, it's, and I think like it's it gets kind of sticky because the type of learner that I am, I like to learn all about whatever industry I'm going in um, or what I care about. And I think like writing is the foundation, but I want to know like, what does it take to produce? What does it take to direct? Um, Because I think that's what makes a well-rounded creative, you know, because a lot of times I find myself asking for something and I think that's where a disconnect comes in, like even assessing values. We ask people for things, but we don't really know what goes into those processes. Um, so my goal is to, to know as much as I can about the different, like, main parts. And I know is writing, producing, and directing is, are the three things that I care about. Um, and writing is at the foundation of all of those. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, tell me, tell our listeners one more time where they can find out more information about Sip Talk. Yes, so you can follow us at Sip Talk on all platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, S I P P T A L K, um, and you can also visit our website S I P P T A L K dot com. We just released new merch. We have well, we actually already sold out of our shirts. Um, but we do have stickers. <laughs> um, so you can purchase stickers, keep up with what Mississippi creatives are doing, um, and people in the community. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, I'm Melody Moody Thordis, and you're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast. You can also hear the show on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. To hear all our conversations with creative Mississippians, be sure to subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. <laughs> 